gives us nothing but take from them everything. Guys, this is Rock and Roll Magician Michael Tricks, and you're listening to the Metal Hand of God podcast. Rock on, you guys. And welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. Woo! I'm your host, you Wayne. I don't know. I'm I just, like Hepburn. What's that I, about? I just, I just went with it. I don't know why I started that way. I just was like, fuck it. I'm going. And you interrupted me. Anyway, you know that guy over there as the... The rum guy. That's right. And we have a very awesome guy joining us. He's returning for the third time. I think he's been on the show. Mr. Uh, Benjamin Scrivens, the the man behind Fright Rags. <laughs> yep. Thanks for having me again. It's a pleasure. Of course, man. Of course. When are you going to get yourself on one of your t-shirts? I think it's going to be gone. Yes. That would be awesome. I mean, I don't want to sell some so i don't think that's probably a good idea oh come on then a picture of you like holding the heads of like many monsters yeah I think be, like finger puppets i don't i don't know that i could bring myself to do that i think that i don't know i, I feel like <laughs> i don't know i feel so weird it would be it would be fun just to design it to see what it would look like but to actually put something like that up for sale i mean i feel like my head would be huge or something i'd buy one man Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. But you'd be like literally probably the only person. Oh, you make piece. a fun of it. I think it'd be good. You could, you know, limited time only, you know, shirts are 40 bucks a pop. I mean, you'd sell a ton. <laughs> 40 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> we'll charge five and still sell one, and that'll be okay. Sign each one of them, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's a good idea, Rom. I really do. I think the, the idea of him. You know, just him with like this evil doctor look, but on his like, you know how they usually see the picture of the uh, the doctors with that grimacing face, and they have their hands in front of them, and but there's like uh, steampunk goggles with like, yes. Uh, I just, I just, I just visualized. Remember, they used to get those little weird rubber finger puppets out of the gumball that's machines. Ex- yeah. That's exactly yeah, what but, I was thinking. But they're all monster heads. Yeah, all monster heads. I think it'd be awesome. Just like that. That's cool, man. Well, you know, I don't have a tattoo yet. I was actually trying to figure out what to get because I've always wanted to get a tattoo. I just, you know, it's paralysis of analysis. Maybe mm. I'm just going to do a whole back piece of that and do myself. There you <laughs> go. Okay. You, you never know if you're coming or going. That's the same. <laughs> I'm all, Nothing gives you humility like having yourself on yourself. <laughs> I think that'd be great, dude. I think, yeah, that's something I would do. I would love to get a tattoo of my own head. Just oh. anywhere. I don't care if it's on an ass cheek, an arm. I doesn't matter. I'd just be what? be like, all right, there it is. <laughs> you could be a literal butthead. <laughs> I could be. One of, one of my all-time favorite uh, stand-ups, uh, Stephen Wright, he had a joke that he did, and he said that he, he wants to get a full-body tattoo of himself, but taller. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that was the greatest thing in the world. I was like, And I sat there for a long time thinking about, wow. How, where would everything be? Like, how much taller would you want to be? Like, you know? He was kind of a big dude, too. Like, yeah. Yeah. He was, he was, he was, he was tall, wasn't he? Yeah, he was very yeah, he was tall. Too, I think. That's, yeah. It's, 
Yeah. That's yeah. I, I guess I, but you couldn't, I mean, Wayne, you realize you couldn't make yourself taller as a tattoo, right? Yeah, I know. Okay, I just want to make sure you understood the logistics. I just thought it was funny. Okay, there you go. So, you tell are. us, what has been going on? What is new? I see you got some new stuff on your site. Yep, always. Um, it's been really, really busy. And, you know, we... I forgot the last time we had talked, but basically last year, 2020, obviously was a crazy year for everybody. And it was definitely by far our biggest year. Um, it was insane. And I know a lot of other e-commerce companies had the same results. They, you know, maybe because everyone was home or whatever. I still don't even know exactly why. Um, <laughs> but it just blew up. And then we thought, okay, going into January, you know, January, February, March, the first quarter is traditionally pretty slow. I mean, we always release stuff, but it's just never as crazy busy as it is toward Halloween or other times of the year. So, and, and I thought, you know, our releases coming out of the gate, we're going to be pretty solid. I mean, we always try to do great. It's not like we're just like putting it off or whatever, but you know, we had some reprints in January and other stuff. Anyway, we get back in January and holy cow, it blew up even more. And this first quarter, even in now April, now we're getting in the second quarter, it has been, it's nonstop. And it's a great, I always tell people it's a great problem to have, but it is still a challenge to, to, to you know, when you grow a business, and I'm not kidding, from last year, first quarter to this year, first quarter, 135% growth. Wow. That you know and and you really don't you, i mean the only overhead we added we did add another person last fall and we added some warehouse space but other than that it's still us and that's a lot that's a lot to handle you know um, last time we talked you were kind of running i don't want to say skeleton crew because of everything that's going on but it was it was it was it was tough because you had a, you know the, you had a couple people coming in yeah. you know they were they were working their butts off and it was it was weird because of the way you had to do things. I mean, has it has it changed a little bit for you guys? Is it still running oh, about yeah. the same? Yeah. Um, as of last, I think it was September, maybe. Uh, so basically, in the warehouse, Heather is the warehouse uh, supervisor. Jess is uh, basically her right hand person because she's right there filling orders, packing, pulling. Heather has to do a lot of the other kind of managerial stuff down in the warehouse. So Jess is the one doing a lot of the pulling and packing and shipping. That's why we had to get someone else in because Heather will jump in and do that all day, but she's usually got other stuff she's got to do. It's usually like samples to send to licensors or all these other things, returns and exchanges, all that other stuff that takes time. Um, so, and because everything just grew, it's more of that to do. So that takes more time, which means, and now Jess has more orders to pick and pull and all that. So we hired Eric back in September. He's been a good friend of ours. Uh, he worked worked at the local theater that we always do our screenings at. He came to us, came with us. We took him to California in 2018 when we all went out there and uh, did the convention and all that. So, I mean, he's he's been a really good friend of ours. So it just seemed natural fit. But anyway, we kind of came to an understanding. Okay, you know, we needed to have people back in the warehouse together, and they talked with each other and made sure they were going to be safe and wear masks where needed and and have their own little bubble and everything so that we carried that through to the end of the year and into this year eric didn't come back in january um he had a bit of a COVID scare he didn't have it but someone in his family uh did luckily he tested negative and everything but he was still working at the theater because he was doing part-time with us and again at the time justin heather were like well we'll just 
well, you know, let's have him lay low for a little bit. We got this covered, but it was pretty evident into February, March time where it was like, we need to have him not only here, but full time, like quit your other job, come here. And uh, he was ready to do it. So luckily now everyone's getting vaccinated and everything. And we spread out a little bit more. So we took over the front offices that we we are in. I probably told you this guys already, but we uh, we, we we're in an old city morgue. That's where our business is. Okay. And we have offices on the second floor. And then the very back of the building on the first floor is all warehouse. And the front offices underneath our, our offices on top were another company it was just like a, a husband and wife they did like um workman's comp was, you know so they just took over that one space we now have the entire building we took over their space they moved out um well they were on a year-to-year lease and basically we helped our landlord helped them move to another place which actually worked out better for them so we That's could have right. the entire space so my point in this long-winded explanation is that now Heather and Jess have their own where are you know, offices and stuff so they can basically we can separate out and spread out even more, but everyone's getting vaccinated now. Um, I'm still working from home and, you know, Kimmy comes in and Tansky and Liz kind of come in and we all kind of have our own spaces anyway. Um, so basically things are relatively back to normal. If you would call it that it's just, we're not everybody in every day, but I don't, we don't have to be, we can work right from my desk. You know, I can work right from here and get all my work done. And I like going in and meeting with everybody and, and making sure we're all on the same page, but we use Slack and other things. So, you know, there's ways to communicate. Very cool. Um, what, I guess one of the big questions now, knowing that you're in the old city morgue is uh, who's using the cooler room. So the, that's not there anymore. The cool. So oh. it's remodeled. So, the funny thing about the morgue is, you know, it was the it was built for as the morgue. We actually have old photos and everything of it, the way it used to look. It was pretty awesome, and the exterior looks relatively the same. The interior has been changed a lot. So the the uh, mortician actually um, mortician, I guess that's mortician, yeah, the, or the um, not the mortician, the uh, medical city. examiner. Yes, the um, he lived in our offices upstairs, uh, and then. Uh, in the back warehouses where the cooling rooms were and everything. So really the only thing that would be somewhat recognizable, and I always show people this when they come in to like, they go for a tour or something, is there where the autopsy room is, there was a drain where they put the table over and they had to basically drain all the bodily fluids and things. Nice. And that drain is still there, like right in our warehouse in the middle. You know, it's pretty cool. No, um, no. But it, you wouldn't walk in there and think it was the morgue um, by looking around. But we do. There's pictures in the museum here, um, Rochester Science uh, Museum, that have uh, old pictures of the morgue. And we actually had permission to use them as, in like an ad and stuff that we did. It was pretty cool. How amazing is that that you can have the business that you do in that location? <laughs> I it, I will tell you this. It's it's incredible because you know we had been in several locations before. Obviously, starting in. <laughs> very first out of my apartment and then my house and then we moved into a small office area for a year and then we moved into a larger one for three years and then to here back in 2013 so it's been a while when I was looking for a place I didn't really want anything cookie cutter I really wanted something interesting and had like a cool vibe to it or whatever but I didn't I also needed a space so I was going to take whatever was affordable um in in a decent enough location where it didn't you know I didn't have to drive like an hour to get to whatever and and just, you know, made sense. This place kept coming up in my search and it was just too expensive. And it, but, but I looked at it and I'm like, yeah, this is really nice. 
where is this? And I'm like, it's downtown. I'm looking at the map. I'm like, I know where it is, but I've never been down that street before. It's like Rochester isn't huge, but it's, a, you know, it's got a downtown area. And I know Main Street and all the other streets off of it. And my kids actually go to this music school um, on this one street called Plymouth. So I'm like, it's right around there. And I'm like, I can't picture this in my head where this is. I'm like, I just I need to just get this out of my mind. I'm going to go see it. I'm going to go meet with the guy and just see it. So, um, and I hope you don't mind me telling the story. I don't want to take up too much time. No, go ahead, dude. um, Basically what happened is this, because it is, I find it very, an interesting story, even as like of someone who even lived it, but like even just someone like, this is crazy. You can't write this shit. So I get there and I see the building. I'm like, I'm like, this street is awesome. It looks like a back lot of a movie set or something. Um, It's just off main street and it's like tucked away building's really cool i walk in i meet the landlord who owns it we're walking around and like this is gorgeous he put so much money into the offices for the old tenants and the back area is great so much more room than we ever had but it was just too expensive so and it was weird because the landlord just seemed familiar to me you know you see a face and like did i see you at the grocery store or like (laughs) bank something you know but i did i could not for the life of me place him so i get home I'm like, man, it was great, but there's no way. The, the the realtor emailed me and I said, I'm I'm sorry, but it's just it's out of my budget. But I appreciate you showing it to me. It's great. Well, of course, they're like, well, how about we negotiate? So we were able at the time to negotiate out like not having this one back room and escalating the like the lease escalated every year for mm-hmm. five years, whatever. I thought, I think I think we should do this. Well, I had been kind of burned by my former landlord she was not a nice person she tried to come after me for like four grand saying that we did damage to stuff that was already damaged when we moved in it was not a good situation Uh, um anyway i was like a little bit worried because this is a big commitment and so i had gone through the lease agreement and i was talking to a lawyer and i was a little you know gun shy and then i get an email from the landlord andy and he's like hey by the way we have a mutual friend i'm like who so Back in 2008, I quit my full-time job and I went to work for a graphic design studio for a few months before, at part-time, while I was doing Fright Rags. And then I had to quit that even because Fright Rags just was too busy for me. I had to keep just focusing on that. In that time, we were designing a book for a local theater and the photographer and my boss and me and um, another person who was funding the book went out to lunch at this really like posh country club, which was like, damn, like I'm, I'm fancy. So we all sat around talking about this book because um, the woman who was funding it was like old Rochester money. It was actually really cool to kind of see that side of things. Well, the photographer is the landlord. <laughs> so he and I had, had lunch together like five years before that. And so Kathy, my former boss at that firm, was basically like, because he had been burned by his former tenant. So he was gun shy about me. And she's like, no, Andy, Ben's a great guy. No problems. And then she comes to me and is like, no, Andy's a great guy. Awesome. So it was this like weird stars aligning universe thing. And I tell you, he has been the best person. Like, we're great friends now. And he he's like one of those guys that does everything around there. Like, you That's- asked me trim on the on the doors and like literally he grew the oak at his parents like farm in new york and then like dried it and milled it down himself and then put it up like you didn't go to home depot and get some trim you know what i mean right that's amazing man that you can't find that type of dedication from a from a landlord oh he is incredible and we really have it good it's not 
to be honest, if you looked at it, it, you would say this is not ideal. Like we don't have, we have a like a garage overhead door, but we don't have a loading dock. Okay. And our, we have a, a kind of an alley where you park in, but it's very, it's narrow. It's only one car wide. So we have to move cars if, if a truck's coming in or it's definitely not the most ideal situation, especially when we have like a container of stuff coming down the street <laughs> and we have to <laughs> unload it and it's in the winter and it's Rochester. So we're getting five feet of snow, not the best, but it, what it lacks in efficiency, it makes up tenfold in charm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's, that is awesome. And it's, that's actually a really cool story. You're right. It is weird how that worked out for you. And, and yeah, on, it's definitely weird. <laughs> and on top of that, man, to have somebody that actually is, it, it must take a long time for him to do stuff to the, to the property. If he's got to wait for the tree. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's always, he's always around like putzing. Like he's like, you know what I mean? He's just always around doing stuff, but he, he maintains it. And he's just so great. And that's again, so finding a landlord like that, that's just, I mean, yeah, it's he, awesome. Yeah. We, I, uh, when I was living in, in the uh, another part of of the uh, Louisiana area, it was a place called Metairie. It's like the outskirts of uh, New Orleans, and uh, I was living out there for a long time. I actually lived out there for like I don't know, fifteen years or so. Well, my landlord uh, he told me he said if you come back from uh, Katrina, I'll never raise your rent. And I was I was in a uh, two bedroom townhouse on one of the main thoroughfares of, of the area, like it's the main drag of that area, you know, it's all the fancy restaurants and everything were on there. And I was only paying $600 a month for rent. And so when he said that, when I came back for Katrina, he, that man never raised my rent, never complained. Like he fixed the stuff when I needed it. I helped him out when he needed it. And I, I paid $600 a month for 15 years and when I moved out, the only reason I moved out is because my mom passed away and I, I got, I inherited the house that she was, you know, living in. And, uh, so after I, I moved out, the rent at the place went up to $1,700 a month. So, oh so, crazy. so like he really did, he did me well, man, by, by, uh, you know, I could have never asked for a better deal. Never. Wow, that's amazing. But he probably wouldn't have had anybody renting it for a while. He probably right. would have lost all the money. Right. And I mean, I was in there when, hell, the bottom half of the of the, the apartment didn't have walls because of Katrina, you know? So I, he was still putting sheetrock in and doing things like that. And I was staying in the uh, upstairs, you know, while he was doing all that stuff. So, you know, I, he wasn't losing any money because I was paying him while he was renovating. So it was kind of cool, you know? That's awesome. Well, I mean, it's kind of a scratch my back, I'll scratch yours type of thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, really good guy. I was, yeah, I was great. proud to be his tenant. Well, you've got some interesting new stuff on your site. Uh, the the drive in stuff, the last drive in. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's that's really cool. Uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, I'm I'm digging that like tremendous. It's just amazing. I need to get me this Winchester Tavern T-shirt. That's for sure. <laughs> Thanks. Um, it is it is really cool is has things we had talked a little bit before when you were on a while back about uh, the licensing and things like that is uh, you were saying at times it gets really really uh difficult it, has that changed at all with with the 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 current state of the world at all is it uh is it still a pain in the ass uh, 
<laughs> the powers have shifted different ways and things that uh, is it still uh, as big a pain in the ass or is it uh, has it has it uh, eased up a little bit? I mean, you were you were having some problems with some stuff before getting yeah, the license correct. It's yeah. gotten a little weird. Um, I mean, not everything. It's hard to say a blanket statement that yes, it's gotten worse or yes, it's gotten better or whatever. But because some properties and licenses we have, we just really have great partners in our licensors. So we have a great relationship and things generally run really smoothly. And I'm very fortunate for that, especially because it is some of our larger properties like Joe Bob, which is actually a huge property for us in Halloween and, and things like that. Um, it's weird when it comes to like, just as I'll give you an example. Um, you know, we had an agreement for ghostbusters, which, you know, agreements are usually two years long and you, have a choice to renew or it expires. And then once it expires, you have a certain sell off period. So you can just get rid of your, you sell off the rest of your stuff and then move on. And we had every intention. In fact, we wanted to get new properties from Sony who owns Ghostbusters, but just wasn't, wasn't happening. And then it got to the point late last year where I was like, okay, no new properties, but let's renew Ghostbusters. And then they were kind of being a little bit weird about that. And to the point where, the agreement uh, expired and we're trying to get it renewed and, and they're kind of being squirrely about it. And I'm like, you know, I don't understand. <laughs> like we're willing to give you what you're asking. It's not like we're trying to like negotiate really far down or something. We're in fact, we were going to give them quite a bit more money than we originally paid. Um, and I think what it comes down to, and this is probably a little bit more of a blanket statement because I do hear it from other studios, especially the larger studios that are dealing with these bigger properties with their, and not even just the fact they have, obviously we cater more to the nostalgia and the older properties, right? Like the, right. like ghost original, not necessarily the new film and things like right. that. But when you have a studio that's dealing with all of the, the things that COVID brought them with, no theaters opened, you know, for an extended period of time, pushing movies back all the time. And then I'm sure that trickles down into licensing for those movies. And you've got teams that are now working from home and they're stretched thin and they're trying to manage all of this stuff. And then you got me coming up going, yeah, but I want that like old property you got, you know, and not that, you know, Ghostbusters is a bad property. It certainly does great. But I think they have to prioritize you know, you the, the programs that go into the Walmarts and Targets and mass, right? Um, right. And which is fair. I, I, I don't begrudge anybody. It's just it's just weird at times when you're like, but I want to give you money. I literally want to give you money. <laughs> and then I want to give you more money as we sell stuff. Would that be okay? You do, know? do you think maybe, I don't know, is it, a, is it because they were... I don't know if that movie, movie they had that new Ghostbusters coming out or it already came out. I don't even know. No, it's not out yet. It's gone. Yeah, they they found the new the the Ecto one and the girl in the barn that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, is that a? Do you think it might be a? Uh, they're trying to figure out how to incorporate the old with the new and and more of a large scale marketing campaign, and they're trying to yeah. Uh, it's within themselves type of thing. Yeah, they do. Sometimes companies will do that where if there's a new movie coming out, like for a good example is Goosebumps. We were going for the Goosebumps license for a long time, but it was tied up because of the movie. And the movie was a different thing than the books. We wanted the books. And there was sort of a, a, a was it a moratorium or whatever on the, the book license until the movie had released, come out on home video 
And after a certain period of time, then they could go back and start licensing out the, um, the, uh, the, old, the books. With this, it could be something similar where they do want to sort of combine their efforts and campaigns, old and new type of thing. I don't know. I mean, I was never told that. Um, it, it, it's licensing is it's tricky and weird. Um, it, things change from time to time, you know. And it, every time, even sometimes when you go to renew, as as I just mentioned, like Sony, but even other companies, it's sort of like, what <laughs> you know, like what's changed now? And people within these companies change all the time, like. We'll have a contact for like sometimes sometimes a year or two, which is great. Sometimes for like three months and then it's a new person and you're like, okay. Oh. Like and you gotta reestablish that relationship. So it's it's definitely um it's not just like a set it and forget it. You don't just get like a deal and then you're you're set. It, it, it's you know, that's only the beginning. Like that, just getting the deal is the beginning, and if, that can take months. And once you get the deal, you just started that process, and then it's approvals and it's all these other things, and it can it can be it can definitely wear you down at times. Like for example, like we had the license for from Dust Till Dawn, but now we can't do anything with it because there was an issue with the rights. So. We had wow. planned on releasing wow. stuff this year. We had developed a number of designs that we thought were ready to go. We just need to get approved. And then we were basically told we can't even do it like at all. Wow. Oh, wow. That sucks. Yeah. So things like that do come up. And again, it, it's not their fault. It just, there was, there's a lot of people involved. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's not their fault that it didn't happen. It, it's just, they were told by other people and it's just like, okay. So we're you know, kind of in a holding pattern there, which is disappointing, but it's what well, you you start realizing this is how it goes. This yeah. And I mean, it's not only you have to deal with the, the rights for the movies, you got to deal with, like you said, Sony and whoever owns it. And then you have to deal with the likeness rights. I'm sure because there's other people that need, you know, if, 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 uh, you know, I don't know, whoever, Bill Murray doesn't look like Bill Murray on the shirt, he gets pissed off. You know, it's like, no, I, that doesn't look like me at all. Or you can't use my face. You have to do something else. You know, something along that lines. You know, I know that's got to be a pain in the ass, too. And then, like Rum was saying, yeah, I have to agree with you that it's most definitely probably something to do with cross uh advertising with this new movie because if you haven't seen any of the uh the trailers or anything for this thing i mean it's it's just straight out of like nostalgia you know what i mean everything everything in it dude it's just Timer, stay puff the little stay puffs yeah the they're gonna they're gonna flood the market with that shit coming soon and in fact i saw um an article two days ago that they're already releasing state puff marshmallow cereal in the stores next week i remember yeah. what you got the first got the ghostbuster cereal now that just came out really yeah that's out it's that, like uh my friend told me it's like frankenberry almost okay that's probably what i'm that's probably exactly what they oh, were talking maybe, about maybe i don't know i just i know that it's out because i've seen my friends post about it nice. online and uh, do you remember when that stuff came out the first and that was a thing anytime a really cool movie came out there was a cereal that would oh, drop yes yes oh yeah i remember having pac-man cereal i remember having oh, et yeah. obviously there was the batman cereal for right. 89 i mean like Reese's pieces it was awesome mr yeah. t remember uh, was it mr t cereal with the little yes. t's the... yeah it's it, it it tasted like gold in a 40 it was uh, weird <laughs> <laughs> i pity the fool who don't eat my cereal <laughs> 
That was such a I paid bull. <laughs> yeah, it, it was such a great time, man. Like all the stuff that came out then, and I, and I look at you know my my we go to the store and my son will see like these cereals and it's like every once in a while they will do like a Pokemon cereal or something like that. They just started doing these now, like really grabbing characters and doing that again. I wonder if they have issues like yourself with the licensing for the cereals. Sure you I'm know. Sure yeah, and and not only that though. Now you're getting into food products where it has a much more rigorous. I mean, if it's a company that's used to putting out, like, say, General Mills or something, that's obviously different because they already have their process. But, right. Like I know Funko started putting out cereal with some of their little pops in it, um, which I thought was actually a pretty brilliant idea. I'm not a huge Funko Pop guy. I have a few that were given to me, but I, that's not something that me personally I I collect. Yeah, me neither. Um, <laughs> but uh, when I saw their cereal, I thought that's actually a pretty awesome idea. But for a company like that who has no like other food stuffs, that's a pretty big leap. Yeah. Again, they're a big enough company. I'm sure they have plenty of people to figure it out for them. Yeah, I'm not worried, Funko. But I, I, I know from our experience, we had the General Mills license for the monsters. You know, Count Chocula, and nice. Blueberry, and Franklin uh, for a few years, and I'll. The thing about General Mills, they were great to work with, loved them, but because they are a food company, everything has to be like rigorously tested to the point where we had spent several thousand dollars testing the masks that we were going to be selling, just those plastic masks in the boxes, <laughs> and about eight or nine months of, of testing and back and forth before we were able to release them. Wow. Oh, wow. And... That was a that was definitely a learning experience on my part because we had never had to do anything like that before. We've had, you know, when you work with certain companies, they need to make sure your factories that use, especially if they're overseas, they're compliant to certain regulations. You have to have audit papers, things like that. That's we started dealing with that years ago. But the General Mills took it up a notch to where literally specs of paint from the mask and pieces of the mask had to get tested, like rigorously tested, and if it failed one thing, you had to go back and change it, and you know, you're dealing with testing facilities and factories in China and you're trying to piece it all together. And uh, and I'm like, oh, my God, this has literally been months and thousands of dollars that we've spent and we haven't made anything. It's <laughs> like nothing. Wow. And it, it's again for larger companies. I'm sure it's part of their system for us. I'm like, I just want to put out some masks and cool shirts with Count Chocula on them, you know, um, <laughs> And whatever we did, and it was it was fine, and it worked out great. But it was definitely one of those moments where you're like, "Oh, I just jumped in the deep end, and I got to figure my way out of this shit." Right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and you you know, I made a joke because you were saying you weren't a Funko guy. I said, I, "I'm not either." But my, my my office is like full of these damn things. <laughs> yeah, know? right. Like, like it's it's really funny. Uh, um, uh, we we get um, uh, Reese O'Brien comes on here. He's actually one of the uh, designers for Funko. He comes on the show a few times every once in a while, and uh, he always I always make fun because I'm like I was like you own like half of your paychecks and everything are because of me. He says he says that's you're crazy, man. I was like no 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 man, I have a room full of this stuff, man. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's trying to get us as Funko Pops. As yeah, place. we've been trying. Every time he comes on, man, we're like I always push the idea. I was like look, man, look. Whenever you guys decide it, I mean, look, there are bigger, there are bigger podcasters out there in the world. But when y'all become, you decide y'all want to do a podcast line, hit us up, dude. We want to be, we want to be exclusive to something. We, uh, it's funny. My uh, several years ago, about four years ago, we did a, a little short called November first, and we played it before 
we did a Halloween screening at the local theater and we had PJ Souls out. And uh, so she was with us and we made we we had started shooting this short during the summer and it was basically called November 1st. So what does Michael do on November 1st? So I got to play Michael Myers and I had my mask and my jumpsuit on and I stabbed (laughs) an alarm clock and, you know, walked down the street. And then I ended up going in the store and PJ's there and I got to like I always say it because I think it's hilarious, even though it's just a little short. But it's like I got to play Michael Myers across PJ, which is amazing. And then anyway, it's it's really just a quick short. You can look it up on YouTube or whatever. But it was fun. And we played it before the movie. And it was really neat. And we showed it on. We show it every year on November 1st. Like we, you know, post the link or whatever. But anyway, that year, or it was the year later, uh, Joe, our lead designer uh, at, at our office, he gifted me made this for me it was the michael myers funko pop which he bought but he recreated the box and then painted the michael to look like me so i had a green jumpsuit on so it was green i and it, i have a trash bag full of like bloody clothes that i throw <laughs> out because not the trash but i have that in my hand and i go to a video store and pick up a tape so i have that in my hand and in, in that hand of the funko so it's not me, but it is me. And it's so neat because he was meticulous. Even the box, everything has the logo of November 1st and has everything. And I was like, that is so cool. cool. That's yeah. awesome, so, man. In some ways, I can say I'm a Funko Pop, even though it's not true. Well, I mean, if you, if you are, honestly, dude, if you go look at some of these uh, Funko groups, uh, not to get on a tangent, but they, they have some people out there that do some incredible custom work, man. Like they'll Wait. take, they'll do stuff that's like, I don't even know how they do these things. And I'm like, and the boxes look perfect. And, you know, like they, uh, they make their own little stickers and, and like the Funko, it, the pop itself is like an, a, a character that you would never, you know, have made or, you know, whatever and stuff like that. But it's modeling, man. It's, it's, uh, you know, so many people, I mean, it's, it's just the modern version of putting together model yeah. cars or yeah. planes. It's, it's very cool being it's able to do cool. something. And and morph something that's already been done into something new is very very cool. I always I always dig that. But with uh, things that are really cool and things that are you know I mean what is a prop? Can you even tell us what is some of the new properties that you're out there looking at right now that you could uh, you know that you're you're thinking about anything need to anything you can hint towards. <laughs> well, we signed a bunch of new ones this year. Um, our agreement for Universal was up for renewal at the end of the last year, and I was kind of poking around. I was like, wait a minute. They have the rights to these, but I've never seen them license these out ever. So I, we asked about it, and so things like The Burbs and People Under the Stairs and Prince of Darkness oh, we got. Yes. Um, yes. And we'll be doing those this summer. And we also picked up some bigger properties that are not horror. We're doing Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. We're doing awesome. Back to the Future. Um, which I'm pretty stoked about because I love both those movies. And we have Bill and Ted's uh, The Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey. Um, And other ones, I mean, you know, things come up here and there. Like, we tried to get the Mandy license a year or so ago, and they they weren't licensing it out at the time. But then they contacted us, like, late last year, um, and we got it. And so we had done our Mandy collection early this year. So... You know, the ones that I, I want to get really are from Warner Brothers, but that's been really a tough nut to crack. Um, so it's weird. It's either the companies are just not doing anything right now with, with us or, you know, any new people or whatever. Um, or, you know, we, luckily we have the relationships with the companies and we're able to ask them 
about certain properties they have. So right now, our slate for the next probably 18 months is pretty well figured out at this point. Like, That's cool. I, tr- I, I do my best to plan out because we do releases pretty much every week. Every Wednesday is a release day for us. So whether it's a new collection or a second or third collection of another pro- property or reprints or something, we're always doing something. So I literally sit down and plan out. And I did this last August. I plan out every week for this year just to have something. But yet it constantly changes because approvals take longer or throw from Dust Till Dawn out the window. We could even do it. or So it constantly gets refined. So now we have, like, for example... Like May is in the books. Like we're not changing May. That's done. Approved, ready to go, done. June, pretty much done. Still working on some things. You know, things could maybe slide around a little bit. July is the same way. Um, and then as we get into August and September, we've got the skeleton built, but it's still in, in the works. So it's, but for, I'd say for the next year and a half to two, well, yeah, about the next year and a half, we're probably pretty good. And then, you know, as that also allows us as, opportunities come up where we might have a category that we are involved in that we're like oh what if we did it for that property oh let's go ask them let's see if we can change the agreement to include that category and then that'll become a release so it's a lot of different factors very cool i actually have a i have a um a thing to tell i'm gonna announce it right here on the show ben telling you now you don't have to contact anybody you just just hit me up real quick and say, "Hey, man, we're gonna do this, and you can have our likenesses, <laughs> and <laughs> and you you can uh, license the property right away. You know, you want to make some M Hog horror shirts. You're all of uh, it's okay. All we, for we you, can man. be pretty scary guys at times. I mean, <laughs> and, and, and you can make anything. You can make the little masks if you want. It's fine. You don't have to jump through no hoops. It's cool. I'll even buy my own mask. I right? I'll buy I'll about ten of them. Fuck." <laughs> You're not, gonna, you're not gonna make us spend thousands of dollars in testing beforehand. No, no, no. God no. Matter no. of fact, I want it to be. You know what? We should. You should make it edible. It's like a candy glass. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Like you could lick the mask from the inside, and just dissolve. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Really um, nah, we just mess around. We do. We do that with everybody. We always fucking like uh, all the directors and stuff. I always tell them, I was like, look, if you ever need anybody to just do, you know, you want to bring. What's a bizarre What's a bizarre movie title that you can think of on the top of your head that you'd be like, this is so weird that I don't even know if any... I like it, but I don't know if anybody else would dig it. Oh, man. That's a really good one. Um, it's funny, because I'm trying to think of movies that I've watched, whether recently or in the past, that have been, like, way offbeat. Like, like oh, um... Uh, Doom Asylum is hilarious. I love like I, I remember listening to the old uh, uh, the Shockwaves podcast and, and my buddies on there and, and Ryan Turek who's on there. He he and I always like slashers, so I'm always if he is going to recommend something and it's a slasher, I'm always like, Ooh, what? Yeah. So like Vinegar Syndrome put that out, and I had heard about this movie. I didn't really know much about the movie, but when I looked it up, and I love Vinegar Syndrome, and I'm like, well, I have to buy this now because clearly <laughs> you know, it has to be mine. So, um, 
and I think it was doing. I have to. I have to look this up real quick because it's killing me right now. You sound, um, you sound like me, man. Every time I look at something, I'm like, you know what? I, I look at the cover. I'm like, I gotta own this movie. I don't. It, I, I don't so, know anything about it, but you know, whatever. In, in our, uh, so Justin Osborne, who is it? Vinegar Syndrome. No, now I have to really. Sh- no, it was Arrow. My bad. My bad. So that's the thing. So not only was it Arrow Video doing it, but they also use our artist Justin Osborne, nice. who we use for so many things. So of course, the cover looks incredible. And I'm like, what is this movie? I I don't even think I've ever heard of it. And I don't even know what the original cover would have looked like on VHS. So I'm like, well, I'm obviously I'm buying it. And I bought it and watched it. And I was like, this movie is ridiculous. It's fun, though. It's just a fun, like, total cheese ball slasher. I mean. It was the best kind. Yeah, not even a B movie. And we're talking like a C, D, E, F, whatever. <laughs> so I don't. Personally, and listen, it was a lot of fun. I don't personally know if shirts would technically sell for that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard. Um, but that movie, just that was the first one that popped up to me because I remember thinking, man, this because sometimes you see those movies and you're like, oh, this is kind of bad, like really bad. But no, I was pleasantly surprised with Doom Asylum. A, a good a good shirt, a good image could uh, rekindle the spark for that, that, that cult following for yeah. that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with a Blu-ray release, it always helps. And obviously, if we were able to use that artwork, it would be great because it's Justin. But um, I know Arrow usually likes to keep theirs to their DVDs, which just makes sense because it's proprietary. It's their thing. I totally get it. But um, yeah, it would be fun. I don't know if we'll ever get to something like that. I mean, it's just we're very fortunate that we have a lot to kind of chew on right now. Um, there's a lot of things in, in kind of the works that, and just today I was sharing some stuff with the team that could be potential stuff that we're going to be putting out. It might not even be this year. It could be next year, depending. And I'm like, I myself, uh, I can't give too many details, obviously, but there's a person uh, that we're talking to and part of a company. He's actually a customer of ours and he works for this company and they, they design certain types of products. And cool. he cool. pitched some things to us and I was like, I don't. I ran out of adjectives in my email. Like, I, that's so cool. We had already had a phone call and we were discussing things, and he sent me like these concepts, and I was like, "Um, is this like real life right now? Because this is the some of the coolest shit." And holy cow, are we able? We might even be able to do this. Like, we could probably put this out. This is incredible. Awesome. So. It's stuff like that that really gets me going. Like we just announced, I don't know if you guys saw it, but we announced we're doing Halloween figures later this month. And uh, that coming about with my friend Mark at Plastic Meatball, obviously we did the Joe Bob and we just did that Darcy figure that was on pre-order last week. I mean, the fact that we're able to do Halloween figures, I mean, I am, I mean. You're a bit of a fan, right? I'm a bit of a fan fan <laughs> that is the movie for me the i mean that is up you know and i love those three and three quarter inch i mean super seven does a great job and all these other figures that come out and for us to be able to do not just michael michael's amazing don't get me wrong and i'll tell you once you see that figure it's amazing but to do Lori and linda and we've got more coming later this year like as a fan i am just like completely geeking out the fact that we're able to do this. Same with the lunchbox. I mean, the lunchbox was such a moment of like childhood nostalgia and my love for Halloween and all of this stuff crashing together where I was like, oh, wait a minute, this is something we're doing. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I almost lost sight of that. I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. You know, and it was, 
I was going to say, you could be, it would be so cool if you could get a, remember when you used to collect the Star Wars figures and there was the cases that looked like, like uh, yes. Vader's head and stuff yeah. like that. You could C3 put the figures in the case. How cool would yeah. that be? That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, and by the way, the uh, lunchbox looks incredible. Uh, I, I loved it. I looked at that thing and I was like, man, this is beautiful. It was great work. Thank you. It, it really came together. And of course, that was using Justin Osborne's work that he had originally done for one of our shirts. And Joe, our designer, put it together. And our other friend, Joe, who uh, runs Fourth Castle, is the one that really put this all together. And that was a whole, that was obviously a very big, much a team effort. And I'm not kidding you. I got the sample, like, it was like last August or something. And I opened it up and I was, I kind of welled up a little bit. I was like, Oh my God. Like, cause it, you know, you That's see great. it in pictures and you see the mock-ups and you see all these things and it looks great, but you hold it in your hand. And I, listen, as a kid of the eighties, I had my Dukes of Hazard metal lunch. Hell yeah. I had, Ooh, you know, yeah. A few of these things. So this thing, it's like, it's like you're trying to spot a fake in a way. Like you're trying to see like, how is this not live up to the original stuff? And I couldn't find it. Like, Oh no, it's got that embossed ridge. Oh, it's got that. Oh, it's got the thermos, you know. This isn't just, you know, lunchbox for lunchbox sake. This is like it has to have a thermos. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's it's. I, I can't speak high, uh, enough highly of it because of the work that everyone uh, that works with me put into it. Great team. That's just boils it. Uh, you know, it boils down to that. I mean, the, the team you have, uh, they they seem to be as dedicated to the the concept of everything as you are. That is one hundred percent, one hundred and fifty percent. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I obviously I own the company and I, I I manage every you know most things and and I have to kind of look at stuff and kind of approve stuff on my end, you know. But sure. really, it is it is a complete team effort. I mean, obviously you've got just shipping the stuff between Heather and Jess and and Eric now, just working tirelessly, running around picking shirts and stuff. You've got, you know, Liz and Kimmy and customer service and Kimmy's doing all the office management with the accounting and licenses for sales reports every quarter. And, you know, Tansky's working, making sure approvals are going good. And, and artists are, you know, we're talking to artists and getting artwork done and everything and working on schedules. And then you got Joe doing all the designs. And so it's, it's a lot of people on deck. And if it were a case where I had people that didn't care or you had to try to motivate somebody to get work done or whatever it wouldn't ever work and i'm actually like i was just telling about those products earlier that um these ideas that were pitched to me i sent them over to everybody today in slack and it's a really cool moment when everybody goes fuck yes holy shit we gotta <laughs> do this this is amazing and it makes me feel great because i feel like we've all aligned on things and when we're aligned you know that I, it feels unstoppable. Like it's very rare that I have to sell anybody on anything, you know, and get, but I want to, but I also want to make sure that we all agree. Like, I don't, I mean, we all have different opinions, but sometimes, you know, it, it's harder when it's just, you want to do one thing and everybody else doesn't want to do it. And obviously I listen to my team. If I come up with some crazy ass shit, they're going to tell me. And I want that. I want them to kind of look at me and go, yeah, you're dumb. Like that's you not guys are living, you're living the saying that uh, teamwork, makes the dream work exactly so i feel very incredibly fortunate for the people that are with me and our partners you know our artists kyle and justin who are we we work with constantly those are our two main artists but all the other people we work with um the the partners we have like plastic meatball and fourth castle to put out these 
crazy products because they actually they help facilitate a lot of this stuff. Yeah, could we get a factory on our own and do lunch boxes? Sure, we do that with uh, tons of other stuff, lounge pans and pins and all the other masks and stuff. But these guys have a working knowledge of it. Steve uh, Roman, who designed all of our hats, he has a deep knowledge of hat design in the industry. And this guy is liaison to the factory and can talk all those terms that I'm not aware of. I know what I like and I know what I kind of want, but he brings another sensibility to it. So it's, it, yeah, it's, it's absolutely a full on team and I couldn't do any of this without, without them. That's great, so, man. That's yeah. very good. You're, you're a lucky man to have the, the people that you, uh, you know, respect and can rely on. I mean, there's, you know, a lot of people can't say that, you know? Yeah. I mean, we all had jobs where we just didn't give a shit. We all had jobs right. where we were looking at the clock and want, wait for three thirty or five o'clock or whatever it was just to get the hell out of there and really didn't think twice about the boss or the company or whatever. And the last thing I wanted was that in my company. So I, I do everything I can to ensure that I'm not going to be that person or that company, you know, that's why I want people have any problem with me or anything. Just come to me and tell me, like, I'm not going to bite your head off. I'll probably agree with you. If you call me out of my bullshit, then I better agree with you. Cause otherwise <laughs> I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to put weight on the spot here. And right. what, I, had, I had this idea what we're going to do. And just, just, we're just throwing this out. I'm just, you know, this is nothing, you know, set in stone stuff. I just want to throw this out. I'm going to have Wayne pitch a movie to you to see what you think the sales would be on that. And then I'm going to do it. And then let's, let's, let's see who does better. All right. You mean, Wayne? you mean an actual movie that is, uh, like, like, like a property that he, he could take and go, Oh, I'm going to make a run of shirts and, and make some money on this. Holy fuck, dude. Holy fuck. Yeah. Right, let me throw uh, that out at you, Wayne. Yeah. Th I drop that thanks. Off. Thanks, man. How about, how about the last dragon, man? I know it's not a horror movie, but I guarantee you can make a good penny on it. You know what? That has enough of a cult status, and I don't think this is off the top of my head. Don't think there's any merch for it out there, and if there is, it's not. It's either not licensed or there's not a lot of it. That's uh, actually a really good one. So that's actually not far off. I don't. To be honest, I don't know who owns it, and I don't yeah. know what it would cost to get a license like that. Sometimes people think their properties are worth a lot more than we think they are. Unfortunately. Um, and it's a gamble. It's always a gamble. You're ponying up sometimes a lot of money for something and you got to make money back. So, right. um, that's a good one. I like that. That, that, that's very interesting. Okay. I'm going to shoot one at you. Okay. Jennifer's body. Okay. I late to the party in that one. Cause I literally just watched that like two or three weeks ago for the first time. Okay. It's not a bad movie. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. The only thing I would say about that, and it probably might probably hold true for Last Dragon, but definitely Jennifer's Body because it is a, a newer film. Right. So I, the first thing that I look at and go, amazing, but what are you going to do when you can't use Megan Fox? Mm, yeah, that's, that's You could do maybe, maybe do, and again, I'm, not, I'm only saying this because I would wager you know, bet that you couldn't use her likeness. Now I could be wrong. I mean, I could go to the company and they might say, yeah, go for it. But my, my guess is saying that, um, you can't use her likeness, not any fault on her, obviously just the way contracts work and stuff. It's just the thing. So if we could use her though, 
if if you were to say, hey, here's Jennifer's body, and oh, by the way, Megan Fox, you're pretty user like this, I'd be like, oh yeah, because I, you know, I've always wanted to see that movie. It just never did. And again, things come and go, and you forget or whatever. But over the past six months, maybe a year, maybe more, I just keep seeing it pop up even more. And I was like, damn it. I, I think I've owned it for a while, too. And just haven't watched <laughs> it. That's the story of my life, by the way. But um, It's getting a very slow. It, it got panned when it came out. Yes. Yeah. And it's initial, And I remember its initial release. And I remember it didn't do much. But now it's like got this real cult status to it. It does. It's really coming up from behind. And I was like, I, was like, I, just, I just thought of it. I was like. It just seems like you, you don't see any merch for it. And that's probably why. Like, and again, I don't know who owns it. Um, I feel Tri- like it was a fairly indie movie, but it Tri- could have been Star, like... Uh, no, 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 no. TriStar owns Tri- The Last Dragon. I'm sorry. Oh, so that would probably be Sony then. Because I think TriStar is owned by Sony. Gotcha. Yeah. Which, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a better shot with Jennifer's body. Probably. If you, if you can't use Megan Fox's full image, you could just pick the good parts. I'm going to see. I'm looking up who owns Jennifer's body, if I can tell real quick. Um, I won't spend too much time on it. But, uh, yeah, I, I would just – because a lot of times with these movies, you know, and, you know, even people were like, oh, you should do It Follows. And I'm like, on paper, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you do for It Follows, if, especially if you can't use the people? Like – and I, you know, sometimes it comes down to that where you're like, oh, Jennifer's body is 20th Century Fox, which is now owned by Disney. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that'll be real that hard. It could be something that they want to do because, you know, Disney's pretty greedy. Or they just, uh, yeah, it's well, just property Disney's they want to get rid of. A, a whole different beast, and I can 99.99999% guarantee no likenesses. Yeah, uh, I guarantee you that too, man. Too, uh, man. It, <laughs> isn't like Hellraiser owned by Disney now too? No, Hellraiser, it's still, uh, Hellraiser's a weird one, man. So, <laughs> the first Hellraiser movie is, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't know exactly who owns it. I know NECA has, like, certain rights to that. So yeah, they can yeah. Do certain, but that's been, like, for 20 plus years at this point. So, any, t- like, we've done Hellraiser, but what happens is you get the rights to Pinhead and none of the Cenobites. And you can do, well, at the time we did it, we could do three, four, and five, I think. Okay. I think the ones, or maybe four through eight, but who's, who's really going past four to me? Or three through eight, maybe. But now they've changed it. Now it's weird. We haven't, we let the license lapse or, you know, expire after we were done because you couldn't just put Hellraiser on a shirt. If you had put Hellraiser on anything, it had to be Hellraiser three or again, four or five or whatever. But the, really the next best one after one and two is three. <laughs> so you put Hellraiser three on everything, but people want Hellraiser. And then you just do pinhead, which was okay, but it really didn't. We, I thought we threw a lot of stuff at the wall for pinhead and that series. And it didn't ever do tremendously well enough. And then the license got kind of weird. And I'll be honest, I haven't revisited it in a couple of years, but I almost think from what I understand of a couple of friends of mine that it's gotten even weirder. Weird. So uh, I, it's just been one where I'm like, you know what? I'm all, I'm all set for now. Maybe we'll revisit again in a few years, but I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I suggest Hellraiser Judgment. <sighs> what is that? Like the seventh one or something? The tenth one. It's the, la- it's the, it's the last film oh. that they did. And uh, we've actually we actually had uh, 
Paul on here, the the, the gentleman who played Pinhead, really nice guy. And I cool. actually and I actually sat through uh, that movie, and it, you know what? It's way better than the Walmart versions of the other films that were prior to that. You know what I'm saying? Like the ones that were like. I, after whatever what was it Hellraiser in space what uh, that was for uh, New Blood or something something like that no Bloodline blood, Bloodline after mm-hmm. Bloodline they were they were complete garbage to be honest with I think you. that's where I checked out I think four is the last one I saw yeah I well, saw- they, they just released uh, finally re released Judgment um, in a special edition yeah. in uh, mm. I can't remember it's like in Europe right Europe. now and it's. Uh, I guess it's going huge right now. So uh, it just as a thought, I mean, it's he is the new. He's going to be the new face of Pinhead. Well, I so don't even, I even know if there's. I don't even know to be honest with you. Like, it's such a weird. It's a very weird franchise. To, <laughs> I imagine I, it would be. It's, it's funny because it's had different directors and different things going on with it. So. Yeah, Miramax owns most of it. I just don't know where Judgment falls, and, and, and it never seemed to be in the list of anything that they were offering, so I don't know, man. it's Sometimes it sucks because you get a movie where like, yeah, we're going to do it, and then all of these limitations and things, which, again, I understand there's contracts, there's people involved, I get it, right. but from a fan perspective, you kind of go, aww. <laughs> yeah. <don't> that, you know? <laughs> wow. Well, apparently it hasn't gotten any easier since the last time we talked. Right. <laughs> no, but I'll tell you, it's still fun, and we're still very fortunate, um, you know, to be doing this stuff again. Stuff like, and I'll bring it up again, like Last Drive. Then you know, working with Joe Bob and and, and Darcy, the male girl, and and you know, because we were working with Joe Bob before the Last Drive, then, and just to see him come back into this kind of fame, and and Friday nights when his show is on, seeing the films and the Last Drive and trending on Twitter, and all these people talking, it really feels like a community. And to even have like to even be a small part of that, where people are able to wear the shirts of that show or have a figure on their you know shelf or whatever, like it it's great because that's what it's really about. I mean, this community of of fans and things. And again, just to even have a like small place at the table there and seeing it all. is like, that's really cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. It's super awesome, man. But you do. I'm buying the Winchester shirt. That's all I'm telling you. What are you you buying? I'm buying the Winchester shirt. I keep looking at it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, dude. I, I, I'm bad, man. I'll go. I'll go on your site, and I'm, I, I keep putting. I got like ten things in my damn cart. <laughs> in your cart. And I'm going. My wife is gonna fucking murder me if I order all this right now. And I'm like, she's gonna, she's gonna be like, what's all this stuff coming in the mail? <laughs> I feel you, man. Like I'm the same way. Like I do that with a lot of things. Like I've been. I kind of went on a little bit of a crazy pandemic spree last year. I sold a bunch of my my musical gear and stuff, but I ended up buying like four guitars last year which was pretty crazy and whatever i mean my wife's very understanding whatever but uh i told her like last fall i'm like that's it i'm, I'm done i'm good and of course how many you know the famous thing is how many more guitars do you need and it's always one more right oh yeah exactly i'm literally half the time at night on the couch stro- scrolling through like things going oh Dude. that's pretty <laughs> 
Where dude. am I going to put that on the wall? I don't have room. Dude, but it's so I'll fun. It's, it's definitely got to be a guy thing, man, because I do that shit all the time. I know Rum does it because he, he's yes. always telling me, you know, I said, what you did today? He goes, I looked through about three hours worth of motorcycles. I'm like, you don't need another motorcycle, dude. He goes, I know, but it's nice. And I'm sitting here and I'm on the other, uh, on the other side. He's preaching to me because I'm looking at all these damn toys and everything else I want to buy. I'm like, he's like, dude, you, you don't need that. You don't need that. <laughs> It, it, it might, I mean, it's funny. I know I get my collecting habit sort of from my mom and that side, but uh, it, it definitely, it, I don't know if it is a guy thing or not, but it's a thing for sure because yeah. I know for me, like, it, it's, and it's kind of like my happy place. Like, I can actually not want to buy a lot. Like, there's a lot of things that I can just look at online and be completely happy with looking at. Right. And being like, you know what? Um, I'll, whether it's toys or whatever, even posters now, because I've run out of some room, I'm like, that's gorgeous. And I would buy that in a heartbeat, but I really don't know where I'd put it, and I'm fine not having it. It's <laughs> things like movies that I scarf up, tend to scarf up a lot. And now with, with guitars and gear, it's it's become, it's not a new obsession, because I've been into guitars for a long time, but it's, uh, it's a re-kind of ignited in the past year, ironically enough, because it was the biggest year of guitar buying ever last year yeah. for all companies and things but um so i was definitely one of them but uh it's i don't know what it is i think it's because it's a stark contrast from all the other stuff that i do all day like horror and all these other things which i still obviously enjoy i'll sit here and watch horror movies and i've got my toys or whatever you know but it's just one of those it's like a little oasis for me it's like oh look there's another strat oh that's amazing or look at that last paul or whatever you know it's just <laughs> Trust me, I know, dude. I actually, while we were talking, I have a friend of mine who who uh, he runs New New Orleans Toy Shop, and he's like, "Hey, dude, I got these these uh, four uh, Masters Universe figures. You know, you need them." And I was like, "Yes, I need those four. Thank you." And he's like working a deal with me right now on <laughs> for the ones new ones or ones um at like older ones. Uh these are these are the ones from the two hundred X series. You remember the the ones that came out from um oh god, what was the name of the guy? The four horsemen, those guys who designed those yeah. really cool ones. Yep. Yeah, he's got four that I don't have and I'm like, I need them, dude. I need them and he's Nerd. like, I got you. But Nerd. are you are, are you, are you collecting the origin ones? No, I so that's the thing. Master of the Universe is my jam. Again, I was Me too. You know, I was four or five when Master of the Universe came out, like the figures and then the show. So I I still have all my figures, everything. Oh, and I, I okay, I love the master stuff. And I have like the big ones the, the on the card, you know? Like the yeah. Ones Oh yeah, yeah. The, the the big giant yeah. size ones, yeah. Yeah, and but Part of the issue I have is this paralysis of analysis where I see everything. I'm like, I either want it all or none of it because I can't decide yeah. at this point because it's too much, right? Not, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean for my own brain, it's too much to like process. But I did, was it two years ago now, I guess? Time is a weird thing right now, right? But it was around two years ago. I don't know if you follow him, but there's a guy um, on Instagram named Zombie Sailor Toys. I don't know if you follow him or not. No, no. He, he has a toy shop. I think he has a toy shop, but he is like the time traveling toy guy. And what I mean by that is he comes across and he has, I'm sure he has certain connections and things, literal, like unopened cases of toys. Oh, dude, I, okay. You know, he, so he's one of those guys I completely hate. <laughs> Cause like, yes. Yeah. So he, so normally again, I can look at that stuff and go, wow, but um, it doesn't phase me. Oh, 
89 Batman. I got a case of them that's never been opened. Wow, great, but I'm fine, right? He had this haul. And when I mean haul, it was like a tractor trailer full of unopened factory fresh cases of Masters of the Universe from 1985. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Uh, There was a... Apparently, I don't even know the story. I think there was some warehouse that used to have have them come in, but then it changed hands. And this, there was literally a bunch of shit just never opened. Like it was, they were packaged in the factory in 1985, sealed up, sent over here, and sat there for 35 years. That's so fucking crazy. It's so crazy because you know as well as I do. You go on eBay and you see men on card. A yeah. lot of that stuff yellowed or you know bent or whatever, right? Yeah. And they're still selling for five, six hundred dollars. Easily. So I am like salivating. Like <laughs> I am like, what do you got? I am like, you gotta get any more of those masters, you know? Um and so I'm waiting to see what he's got. And I ended up getting a in the case. Well, first of all, I got Hordak, oh. one of my favorites. Mint on card, original Hordak, never even touched, beautiful. And then I got Battle Cat, um, which that was technically the second release because the first release, because you look at the back, and it was 1985. It was probably the second run, but yeah, it doesn't probably. really Because um, it had like the, the basher on it and a few other uh, items that weren't out at the time that Battle Cat first came out in, what, right. 82 or something? Yeah. But it yeah. doesn't really matter. I mean, when I say mint, I mean the plastic is crystal clear. Um, the... It's weird because even the painting on the box, I know it's just a printed box, but it's, of course it's a painting that they put on there. It's so, it sounds dorky, but it's so <laughs> like, rich looking. I'm like, it, it's literally like I just zapped back to 1985, grabbed this off the shelf at Toys R Us or wherever, and then came here. Dude, mm. you that's so amazing because like, uh, just the idea of those things, and I'm I'm not even gonna ask what you paid for them because I know it wasn't wasn't uh, cheap. It but, was a fair amount, but I can tell you right now they're probably worth more. And I I still have to get them graded and, and put in cases. They're in boxes right now, completely covered and everything. And then when I take them out, I have gloves on and stuff, so takes, they're stowed away. But I need to display them. <laughs> you take them out, it's like the Ark of the Covenant. The shit. <laughs> I've shown several people these, and they're right now, like I said, they're just in the boxes they came in. They're stowed away. I mean, nothing's gonna. It's not. They're not on top of anything. They're gonna fall over. But I don't want to like. I don't want to take them out and leave them out until they're in a, like a UV case and stuff, right? So, and I would like to get them graded. So, friends will come over, and I'll I'll be like, "Are oh, you want to see them?" And I'll put on a little <laughs> the cotton gloves, and I'll be like, "This, you're right." And it's just like. Oh, it's so no. good, dude. Can I touch it? I'm like, well, just put the gloves on. You can touch it. It's fine. I have, I have only one statement that has to do with Masters of the Universe. And um, I'm not going to go deep into it. But it is uh, Evelyn was my first girlfriend, and that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Fair enough, man. I, I, I have mean... to agree with you on that one, buddy. I think she was cheating on you with me. <laughs> I think I was probably more of a Tila guy. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Nothing like a Tila guy. But I, I have to admit, and I'm not ashamed to admit it, I had I still have my Shira doll. My oh, Shira. Hell yeah, hey. dude. Hell yeah. I just like people I was into the exotic, you know, I just saw I mean, about it. No. Well, see, that, that just it was goes weird to show the figure was yellow, but in, in, yeah. in 
the show. But I mean, the figures came out first. But so. but dude, yeah. dude, it was it was those damn thighs, man. I mean, you know, the thighs and the wedgie. Yeah, I mean, dude, on those figures. Well, but to that point, Tila and Eva Lynn were pretty much exactly the same. Oh yeah, you know, shape. Well, the figures were the same. I mean, the same shapes and everything, and then pretty much the same outfit. I think. Except I, for- okay, for those that are listening to the show right now, you did not see what Ben did with his hands, but let's not go into that either. <laughs> I just know. I- <laughs> Like a scene. <laughs> he wasn't being dirty, Jesus. <laughs> and that's all we have to talk about about Master of the Universe. <laughs> no, you know, Not man. Master of your domain, though, apparently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, man. You know, like these these new figures we were talking about the origin stuff. Uh, you know, it's crazy of how this is going because you know i have a five-year-old and he loves it like he loves these figures that he's never seen I, I may have put the cartoon on once or twice but he's always we go in the store he's like dad can i get a he-man figure i'm like fuck yeah you can get a he-man figure you know i'm okay with that you know thank god you're buying that and not power rangers or, or something that's that's dead um but what what i find is cool is that is that like these new figures all you can find on the shelf, though, now is He-Man and Skeletor. Yeah, you everyone can, wants everybody else. You cannot find the other figures. Like, there's like, there's actually a. Um, see what happened when they first released them? They were Walmart exclusives. Okay, they were only through Walmart. You can only get them through Walmart. So the first wave dropped, and everybody was going nuts for them. So they, when they bought them, like they were reselling He-Man and, and Skeletor for like seventy, eighty dollars when they first came out. And wow. and now they're peg warmers because Walmart's overbought the first wave. Second wave, you can't get at all. Like you have to pre-order it or pay second like uh, second hand now. There's a Who came second wave. Uh, in the second wave, there's um, uh, Trap Jaw. There's uh, Manny Faces. There's uh, yeah. Scare oh, yeah. Scare Glow and Orco. And the scare glow is going for about eighty five bucks right now, secondhand. Um, and the other two villains are about sixty, and Orko's about you know around that that sixty range too. But I'm not gonna pay that for those. You know, I'm like, if no, I think eventually the WalMarts will have whatever back cases are in the back or wherever gonna ship out. You know, what I mean, they're not gonna fucking just sit there. Um. And then they're on like wave four now, or three or four now, and uh, but but Target has taken over from that point. Like, oh, well, he did. Okay, I'm gonna look up. Scare so Boy, so now it's so now it's like a duel. You can buy them from um, Walmart and Target. Now Target's got exclusives now too. They have like a two pack with like Keldor and um, and like an old. It looks like Trap Jaw, but it's like almost like it's a. Um, a, like they did a sketch of him and they were like well this is what he's supposed to look like and they did a new figure by him so it's a two-pack that's coming out and that one's i've seen people pick that up and they're selling who the that hell named these characters well that was the that was who skeletor became yes keldor Kel- was Kel- skeletor, sorry that's his real name and Skel- skeletor is is who he became after keldor he got of the hill people yeah keldor <laughs> of the hill people walmart actually has a uh panthor that is flocked and Just say- if you if you can find the flock, the flock panther, he's he's forty five, like in store. That's what they're selling him for forty five. Now, 
the non-flocked is only 20. But, you know, uh, that's just because it's an exclusive. Well, we can get I, don't, I just don't know where I'd put a lot of this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I just... There's some room on your wall behind you. Eh, not really. It's actually... I, I some mean, over there. I should make more room for guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, like, I don't know. Like, I love that stuff. And I, I, I do have a couple. What did I get? I got... It wasn't the Origins line. What came out before that? Made the scene on TV type of line. What was that line? The, uh, that was Super, Super 7. Yeah, and I got... Oh my god, what did I get? Did I get Prince Adam, maybe? Did they do Prince Adam? Shoot, I have uh, yeah. Skeletor. Maybe I got He-Man. They they did a they did a bunch they did a bunch of line those guys and some of those are dude you can't even touch those with a ten feet pull some of those are expensive really yeah because because Super Seven lost the right uh, the licensing for it and now they went back to Mattel right yeah so now it's big big I have, I do have the uh, Heather um, and Liz at work got me the uh, the laughing He Man oh the, the yeah Christmas. yeah that one's awesome dude that's great. I got I love it I it's the stuff's great, man. Like the stuff's really good. It's just, I, I can't, like, I can't bring myself. Like I'm actually, I'd, ra- I'd almost rather get stuff that I either had as a kid and I don't have anymore or never had as a kid that yeah. I want. You know what I mean? I can think it's kind of about collecting nostalgia. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, you're able to get those pieces of your, of your past and those memories, something mm-hmm. tangible that you're like, wow, you know, I got this, say, I got this 1986 at Christmas, and I remember it, and it's just a really good memory. Or, yeah, you know, I yeah. get this when I was a kid, but now I can. So, how cool was that? I mean, that's what's great about what Fright Rags does with the nostalgia and the, yeah, the artwork and, and like that. It it just that that is a world unto itself, which is very very cool. Well, that's I mean, I appreciate that because that's what we try to do. You know, I always. I've always I've said for a long time, it's like we don't really sell T-shirts. We, we're selling memories and nostalgia. And you know, again, we're fans. So when we come up with ideas, like uh, Tansky was our production manager. We were sitting around one day, and he he must have said something like, "We should do like an activity book." And I'm like, "Oh my god, that would be incredible!" And for <laughs> whatever reason, and I, I don't know if you guys share this memory, but like I remember I, I had a lot of activity books when I was a kid, crayons oh, and all yeah. that stuff. I just remember a lot of them being holiday themed, like Christmas themed, and I'd be under the tree. And my memories of them were coloring Santa Claus under a tree, right? Mm-hmm. And we're like, we should do Silent Night, Deadly Night, where the guy who got his head chopped off in a toboggan is like a maze <laughs> and like like just really sick shit, but like in this really family friendly way. And <laughs> ideas. Like one of the most brilliant things is he he designed it in the sense that he came up with all the games and we had um, Nate Milliner do all the actual like artwork for it. But he came up with this fucking brilliant uh, word search. It makes me laugh every time I think of it. It's in the shape of a tree and all the words that you have to look for are naughty. <laughs> naughty, 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 naughty. Awesome. And I'm like, this this is going to be... And we sold it, and we sold it with crayons. I mean, and then we did one for Trick or Treat. And we did one for Krampus. We might be doing more. I'm like, we, in that sense, you know, we can... There's a lot of times, and, and even earlier today, there were some times where I was just like sitting here like, oh my God, there's things going wrong. We got to fix this, whatever. But there are still so many moments where we can sit around and whether it's virtually or in person and just be like, Oh my God, this would be incredible. And when you have that moment, we're all just going, 
amazing. And then you are able to bring it to life. Oh my God. What a, what, like, see, like, again, going back to lunchbox and stuff, seeing people post about it and their, their words, kind of, words, especially after the long wait is just like totally worth it, you know? That's so cool. it's cool to be on both sides of it. It's great yeah. to, to, to be able to offer this to people who want to have that feeling and we're able to provide that feeling. That's incredible. Like that is truly like remarkable, but to be a fan and to have it too, honestly is awesome. Like if we were selling shit, I wasn't into this business would have been dead a long time ago. <laughs> well, man, Ben, look, tell, tell these people, I, I mean, uh, we tell them every, every episode, mm-hmm. but just for the hell of it, man, tell them where they can find your, your website, man. Give, give them a shout. Just out. go to uh, frightrags.com. It's fright-rags.com and on social media, we're everywhere. Just one word, fright rags. So on Twitter at fright rags, on Instagram at fright rags, Facebook, that type of stuff. So and- yeah. And guys, look, every episode that we put out, if you go into our, our uh, descriptions of the shows, there is always a link to Fright Rags in our uh, descriptions. So if you uh, want to just go and click the link, go right ahead. It's always there. Yeah, appreciate that. Ah, no problem, man. Uh, dude, it was so good to have you back on the show. It was so much fun, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Appreciate and it. I, it, was, it was nice to see your dark side from the candy <laughs> he man. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> you and Evil Lynn, man, for shame. Yeah. I mean, no, wait, I'm sorry, Tila, Tila. Yeah, you were into yeah, Tila. Tila. My bad. Tila guy. Yeah. Well, you know, the sorceress had banging bang in too. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> if you if you like milfs, anyway. Um. <laughs> well, guys, I was your host, Wayne. I'm the rum guy. And that was old Benjamin Scrivens from Fright Rags. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it, Adieu, adieu, parting with such sweet sounds. Go ahead and run. Run home and cry to mama. Get the fuck out. Okay, then. That's it. <laughs>